Hey there, friend, and welcome back to part two of how to make decisions when you're stuck, where I'm sharing with you four more decision-making filters in the cool tool we created, our community manifesto. You can grab it again in the show notes, print it out, add it to your phone screen if you want. I'd love it if you take a picture of what awesome thing you've done with it and tag me on Instagram at sarah.petty. I love it when you guys connect with me on Instagram. But this is what helps my photographer students make decisions and get out of Stuckville. Stuckville and indecision is not a place where you want to live. So let's get going on the next four. So the real question is, How are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. I love this manifesto. It centers me, it reminds me of what's important And it serves as a filter to help me make decisions more quickly because none of us like to spin in indecision. None of us like to get into that decision fatigue space where we've made so many decisions today that we can't possibly make more. And I hope you've listened to the last episode last Tuesday where I talk about some of the things I do to simplify my life so that I don't have to make any more decisions than I have to like what to wear in the morning, what to eat for breakfast. All of those things eat away at your decision-making ability. While we can't take all of the decisions away, if we can simplify them, that is going to help. So let's go to number five. It's a core value. It's one of the decision-making filters on my manifesto. It's what drives me to be the person I wanna be. And this is one of the most important things in my business, And it's, I put my, we call it hashtag family first. Family first is so important to me because we don't leave the safety of a job, insurance, stability to risk going out on our own if there's not a benefit bigger than money. It's being able to put our family first. Now, Do I have guilt about going and leaving for four days on a college visit with my youngest child recently? Heck no, this is why I work so hard. I don't wanna miss any of these visits and we actually, we started taking college visits when they were little bitty kids. We've been all over the country. Uh, My favorite was when we were out east, they were at a leadership camp and we'd gone to Harvard and bought t-shirts and we ran into this family at our hotel and they said, which one of you went to Harvard? And we looked at him and we said, well, we all did yesterday. (laughs) uh, My kids think I'm so corny when I tell that story, but it cracks me up because we're so not probably smart enough to get into Harvard. I don't know, but I thought it was funny because we did all go to Harvard that day. I'm addicted to college visits. So no way am I missing these things. So 
Here, the thing is, I, I put these things on my calendar and I work around them. Okay, I work around them. And gosh, sometimes um, like a Wednesday afternoon, my kids will want me to do something with them. It doesn't happen often, but why have guilt about that? If I have it open and I don't have to reschedule a client and I can, I may have to come in late at night and work or, or do a come in on the weekend, but that's okay because I have that ability. If I had a boss, I wouldn't even ask for that because they'd be they'd laugh and be like, uh, no, you work here at a job where you have to be in at 9 a.m. and you take lunch from 12.00 to 1.00. Don't come a minute late, right? I've been at those kind of places. That is not a fun place to work, I'm just telling you. On the flip side of Family First, here's the thing, this is kind of my pet peeve. Family First is not an excuse to be a sloppy business person. It's not. We can't when we're boutique and we're all about serving our clients at the highest level. I remember a couple years ago being super annoyed when I had a meeting scheduled with someone. They'd confirmed it. I worked my day around it and I knew she was a mom. She had small kiddos, so we had a great connection. And then like an hour before she emails me that she didn't have a sitter, her sitter canceled or whatever. She didn't have childcare, which it's just a pet peeve of mine. And and uh, I worked my rear off to make sure I had a plan B, C, and D if something happened, right? Like I would find someone to cover for that meeting and then I would go home if I had to. It's just not professional because I'd schedule my day around that. So that's disrespectful to the people that you're working with. So if you're serving boutique clients at the highest level, you have to have those backup plans. That's how we get disrespected is not being a quality business owner. It's not because we don't have a fancy brick and mortar studio. It's because we don't have solid business practices. But if you put your kiddo's schedule on the calendar first and you work around it, your life will be amazing. It will. And I think doing it that way in the 20-ish years I've been in business, I've maybe rescheduled five clients because of personal reasons. My whole team here knows that. Like I do not reschedule. And I remember one of them, I was on the way to the emergency room with like a kid vomiting into a trash can. It was in that rotovirus was a thing. And I was calling my client and my clients are extremely understanding. I've never had them be jerks, but I don't take advantage of that. And I tell them that like, I just don't reschedule. I don't take it lightly and I do anything I can to not have to reschedule. So a lot of you say, well, my family doesn't respect my business because you don't respect it and treat it like a business. You start doing that and doing what you say you're going to do. And all of a sudden people won't be asking you to babysit during the day because you don't go to a job, right? Oh, that's so frustrating for another day though. Number six, Selling is good serving. At the end of the day, when you're an entrepreneur and you have sales goals, you have to go out there and make money. Maybe you're short for the end of the month or you have a, a rent at your studio to pay or you just really want to take your kids on an extra vacation before school starts or, or over the holidays or whatever. And you're scared of selling and you're paralyzed by moving forward or going out and making that decision to sell something. And Whenever I get in a, a weird or uncomfortable or any kind of sales situation that makes me feel not comfortable, I remind myself that selling, good selling is actually serving. 
I take that emphasis off. Oh, I'm going to go out there and, and sell something and be pushy and salesy. Nobody likes that. Nobody likes that. And, and I have a mentor who always talks about being in a place of leadership instead of a place of leadership. So if you're looking at your business and you're, you can't pay bills and you're broke and you're in debt and you're, you're dying kind of on the vine there, you might consider getting a part-time job because if you're desperate and you're out there freaking out to sell something, that's not good service, right? That's about you. That's not about your clients. One of my coaching students in my top coaching program, it's called Peak Performance, that's the one that is, you can't find it anywhere online. It's invite only after you've gone through my boutique breakthrough workshop. But Deborah, I loved her when she came in and she'd had a successful business for, I think, 20 years. She was a solid, excellent, actually, photographer, very good photographer. But in the last couple of years, she'd lost her passion and lost her joy because she felt guilty and bad and yucky taking people's money. She was just seeing it as like, all about her, all about her and what she needed. And when she started in my program, she started realizing, no, it's about service. When you have a successful business, not only can you serve your clients at a high level, you can serve your community. You can raise money for charity. You can do so many things that you can't do when you're paralyzed at home and not making decisions and not choosing to go out there and do the things you need to do. So she is just opened up like a, just blooming like a beautiful flower because she was there and she, she like had a bud and she was trying to be this flower, but she was holding herself back. And I think a lot of us do that because of all these different feelings we're dealing with of, you know, guilt and, and whatever it is that holds you back. And she started just serving her clients at a high level, meeting with them, taking them samples, showing them frame corners, holding their hand from start to finish. And she realized there was no pushy or salesy. She did not feel pushy or salesy for the first time after 20 years, she realized, oh my gosh, I'm serving my clients at a high level. So if you're feeling pushy or salesy and that's locking you up in your business to keep you from moving forward, you're making it about you and you are not serving your clients. So come back to this, read it. Selling is good serving and make it about serving your clients, not about you needing money. Remember, come from a place of leadership, not needership. Number seven, this is a big one. I take personal responsibility for myself and my results. This means when we try to blame someone for the situation we're in or we justify why we shouldn't say yes to something or, or whatever, it's our parents' fault or our ex-spouse left us in debt or whomever's fault it is. Look, we're where we are because of the decisions we've made. Okay, nobody made you, nobody forced you, and maybe they did. If they did, hopefully you're away from that person. But here's what I want you to know. Nobody's putting on their cape. Nobody's going to come in and save you, okay? No one's gonna put that cape in and save any of us. You are the one that has the power to do that, but you're gonna be stuck as long as you're blaming other people. You just are. And, and look at my experience that I shared 
earlier about the advertising agency, right? When I was selling cold calling to the starter businesses, the broken businesses, random businesses with little budgets, they had all of the excuses. And then when I was at the ad agency and we got, we could go after bigger clients with bigger budgets, they didn't have those excuses. They knew how to take personal responsibility. And even if their staff messed up, they would say, okay, we made this mistake. It was never, well, our staff did this, right? That's their personal responsibility. And we would go from there. And look, I know some of you have overcome major obstacles in your life and you were dealt a junky hand. There's no way around that, right? But if you are stuck and you ask yourself, why am I stuck? And the answer that your inner voice gives to yourself points to someone else, there's a problem, okay? You're not taking personal responsibility. And as long as you're not taking personal responsibility, you're gonna stay in Stucksville. You might even be playing the shame and blame game toward yourself. How could you do this? You should have known better, right? It's paralyzing you from moving forward, from taking decisions, from investing in making your life better, Right, guys, there's always more money to be made, but there's not more time. And the longer you sit around blaming others or blaming yourself, it's paralyzing. So you take that power back by saying yes to yourself. Tell yourself, I'm here because of the decisions I have made, and I have the power to get out of this situation by making this decision that is in front of me to make my life better. That's how we get out of Stucksville. We stop blaming others. We stop playing the shame and blame game. And number eight, this is a really good one because if you don't do this, it contributes to the shame and blame game. Celebrate after the yes. Okay, celebrate after the yes. The first thing I talk about in my boutique breakthrough workshop, this is that class where most of my students come in first and they get in there and they're, they're scared. They're nervous. They don't know if they can do it. All the self doubt is piling up and they're full of anxiety. They've invested real money. They've taken loans. They've asked family members, they've sold things and they're coming in with all of this fear and doubt. But here's the thing. After the yes, after you say yes to yourself, that's where you can say, oh my gosh, I am actually a good decision maker. I made this decision and I'm going to celebrate the fact that I made a decision. And you know what? Even if this class doesn't completely change my life because I take action and because I'm all in, I'm going to learn something. I may fail and I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to feel better about myself than I've ever felt before. So next time an opportunity comes up, I'm not going to sit in the should I, should I not, I'm going to think about it trap. You don't want clients coming in to order photography from you and getting in that I'm going to think about it trap. And I think when you live in that I'm going to think about it world, you're attracting people who are going to want to think about it and who can't make decisions. You've got to be able to help yourself make a decision and celebrate it so that you can help your clients make a decision and feel great about it. 
Look, if you tell yourself, oh gosh, I stink at making decisions, your Tesla, your self-driving car that's your subconscious is hearing you, right? So the next time you have a decision to make, like investing in yourself or investing in your business or taking a risk or taking a leap that's scary and uncomfortable, you want to have it anchored into your system that this decision you just made was great so that your Tesla doesn't turn and take you down a, a back road and tell you, no, you're not good enough to do that. You shouldn't take that opportunity, right? So celebrate after the yes. So when you make a decision, you're happy about it. You start to anchor that into your, to your whole body so that next time when it comes time to make a decision you get good at making decisions you have to be good at making decisions in your business and you can tell your kids that when they choose to to do something you anchor it down and you say you guys i'm so proud of you aren't you glad you made this decision as you're on your way whether it turns out great or bad we made a decision and i want you kids to know that next time a really cool opportunity comes up that scares you that you are are thinking i'm not good enough i'm not smart enough whatever it is, that you say yes. You take that opportunity and you go and learn something. Because guys, the things we're doing in our business are the things that we're modeling for our children. So if we sit stuck in Stucksville, our kids are gonna get opportunities and they're gonna see us saying, mm, I'm gonna think about it and they're gonna say, I'm gonna think about it. Okay, so think about all this work you're doing on yourself and how you're taking personal responsibility and getting rid of the excuses and putting your family first and taking imperfect action, even when you're scared and you're learning when you're failing and you're sharing your failures. All of these things are going to be passed down to your children. So feel good about that. Does making better decisions or gosh, Sometimes just making decisions, does that happen overnight? The ability to do that? Of course not. But heck, just starting to build that muscle to help you make decisions, it takes time. Start by simplifying your life so you don't have to make useless decisions every day. And every time you make a decision, reward yourself for making it if it's just with kind words to yourself. Look, I'm a huge believer that to be able to go where we want to go, we have to be able to make a decision. And whether it turns out in our favor or not, we've got to learn to praise ourselves for saying yes. We get so much criticism in our lives, most of it's from ourselves, that when we're actually going for our dreams, we have to reward ourselves for taking any kind of action, even if the outcome isn't a home run. And as you know, I believe imperfect action always beats imperfect action. So I hope today I've inspired you in these past two episodes to take action on something you are stuck on and move your life forward. Probably one of the most fragile phrases of Going Boutique is that tender spot where you're fired up about the possibilities, but you don't have a ton of income coming in yet because you haven't gotten your first $1,000 client, the person we call your Julie. Going Boutique really turns your business upside down in a good way with new systems for selling, for marketing, and for pricing, and it can really be heart pounding and nerve wracking. Well, one of the ways I've made the transition easier for photographers is my 30-day fast track course, Boutique Breakthrough, where we scrub through your prices, your photography, your brand, and your selling system to make you fully boutique. We only open this course up a few times a year to a small group of photographers, 
because my team and I literally hold your hand through the transition. A new class is starting soon, so if you're interested in learning more, go to boutiquebreakthrough.com for a free training to see if Boutique Breakthrough is right for you.